Today is Friday, January 5th, 2024, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. All right, today, fighting with Catholics. Woo-hoo! After yesterday's one-sided conversation, uh, um, kind of against a lot of the Catholic doctrine, Catholic doctrine that we have problems with as Protestants, today we talk to a couple Catholics. Um, so we go back and forth, and it's as tedious as you'd expect, but they make their points, I make my points, we respectfully enough agree to pretty much disagree. Except one guy kind of agreed, so okay, whatever. Anyway, so then we, we, we a lot of it's uh, baptism necessary for salvation a little bit, the sinlessness of Mary that takes up most of the discussion. Um, all have sinned, all means all, bro, all means all. Um, you'll see how that plays out. But we dial it back to like the most minuscule little possible sin and they're like, okay, we agree. That that was Mary. I, I don't know if he's speaking on behalf of all Catholicism, but that guy agrees. I'm like, look, man, it doesn't. She didn't need to be a, a like a chopping people's heads off and drinking blood and stuff like that. Like all have sinned. It doesn't. It all, sin means sin. All means all. So it doesn't have to be a big sin. Doesn't have to be a million sins. Just one itsy bitsy little thing. Anything that will qualify for sin. That's all we need. Um, okay, that's all the Bible needs. So, uh, then we talk to an atheist friend, Michael, uh, joins us after a while, and uh, we, we get into more stuff like that, evidence for Jesus, Josephus, Tacitus, uh, Babylonian Talmud, etc., etc. Then we talk to some guy that has a big problem with Trinity and Christianity, therefore the whole religion is bad or wrong, because Christianity is not mentioned in the Bible, neither is the Trinity. I'm like, dude, that's a weird, weird argument, bro. Um, fine. If you don't, if it gives you night terrors to say Trinity or Christianity, just read Genesis 1, the first page of the Bible, you'll see God is a triune being. So don't use the word Trinity. Just see the triune nature of God. Um, If Christianity gives you night sweats or whatever, uh, fine. Just be like, look, repent and believe the gospel. The death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. Ask him to save you, forgive you, pray to him to make you born again and give you eternal life, and you will receive it. Don't use the word Christianity. Uh, Done and done. All right. So, um, Happy 2024. Hope yours is going well. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next time. Share these links. Hi, good morning. Since it's the first time we're speaking here in this year. So happy new year to everyone. and God bless. Happy new year. How's it going so far? It's good. Yeah, well, I've been off for two days of work. So early holidays. Ah, well, that's good. Enjoy, I guess. So you, you're oh, yeah. off on the weekend, too, so you get a long weekend? Uh, yeah, back Monday for overtime. I was supposed to be off till uh, Thursday, but Monday is overtime, then two days of and back to work. I, I've seen you've been having some uh, very, very lengthy discussions in the Discord channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we've been just uh, trying to help some people, you know. Well, we have different ideas what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's down to the interpretation. It's just when people um, accuse me something that I don't believe, then that's a problem. But if you accuse me something I do believe, like the real presence of body and blood of Christ, I do believe, and somebody gets disgusted by that. And yeah, that's what I believe. But when they say to me something else, which I don't believe, uh, yeah, I just have to help them out. Well, anything on your mind for today, or did you get it all out in Discord? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, if anyone wants to ask anything instead of, you know, when we're speaking about 
Muslims sometimes speaking about Islam and they bring bring forward the Catholic Church and I do respect the rooms in every room I am. I, I'm aware of where I am and I want to respect it. I, I'm not going to interfere even if they attack me. So I just let it go. You know, I learned to do that. But if, if anyone wants to talk, yeah, I'm open for it in private here, anywhere they want. You know, um, after all, we're, we're fighting to, to follow Christ in his fullness, not part of him. So we help each other. Hmm. Oh, Kim said, hey, I think there are just defending. Listen to Kim. Listen later. Yes, listen later. Why does it do that? Do you know what I'm talking about, Albanian? Like a, a giant green banner just like pops up. And it's like, would you like to leave your perfectly good call to go hear someone that's recorded a message? Like, no, I would not. What phone are you using? Computer oh, phone? Oh, Android. Uh, that sucks. Uh, I never use Android. <laughs> I'm on iPhone. I don't know about Android. Anything. Well, I just uh, blame Clubhouse. Nah, I, I, I'm joking. I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't use uh, Android. Uh, Good morning, Brad. Hmm. Well, I got some thank you cards for Christmas gifts I sent out. That's uh, that's all the news going on in my life. Are we supposed to send thank you cards for Christmas gifts? I send text messages or tag someone on Facebook, but the elderly among us will send thank you cards. Everyone's of things to worry about. <laughs> well, not everyone. Uh, some people who I met, they said, "Oh, this was so quick," because it's like all those preparations before Christmas, starting from September, sometimes in down supermarkets and halls and stuff. Come, let's buy chocolate for Christmas and buy this, and then Christmas comes one night, and then they say, "Wow, that was short." <laughs> <laughs> Well, it does. It does seem like it. Now it's all over. It's like the longest. I mean, it's like the longest three weeks of my life. Um, and it's like you know all the all the Christmas build up to it and and everything. And it's like, man, this is taking forever. Like Christmas is gonna be so great. We get to see family and friends and blah blah blah. Then it's like, huh. Well, I guess it's over now. And it, it's weird. It's like it doesn't even feel like remotely like Christmassy time anymore. It's like the whole the whole mood is gone. And it's only like a few days removed. Well, I mean now it's longer, but I mean whenever it happens, it's only like the next day. It's like wow just doesn't feel like anything um it's just like another day because <laughs> it's too long preparation as soon as people come back from how, how do you say vacation or holidays as we say um uh, august so september starts and then they just kicking off you know uh, trying to make some money you know for christmas i'm talking about the commercials <laughs> yeah I mean, I guess, it, I, Steph, I guess you can go get, like, all the wrapping and paper like that on sale for next year. <laughs> I, I already thing. did. Oh, my. 
I mean, maybe it's harder we in Florida where it's like 70 degrees after Christmas. So maybe it's like, ah, well, you know, we'll just get back in the gym shorts and go, you know, play some pickleball or whatever. Yeah, that's crazy. People around here keep their lights up at least until about the middle of January. So now my neighborhood is still all pretty. <laughs> I, well, I saw my neighbor, like his has been off for a couple of days, but he's like out there taking them down right now. Oh, it's so sad. What? Is I mean, we got our now? tree. We always get a live tree and we got our tree like three weeks before Christmas and it was so super dead. <laughs> we, we tossed it to the curb like <laughs> one day after Christmas. So it was, you know, that was a little sad. Sorry, I'll be able to talk in a minute. I'm still getting the kids ready to go out the door. Wait, they're going back to school now? Uh, they started on Wednesday. Oh, ours are off the rest of this week. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know how to react. Like, all these parents are like, you know, some of them are real. And they're like, yeah, these things need to go back to school. I'm like, amen. Others are like, isn't it amazing the joy and spending so much time with your family? I'm like, am I a bad Christian or are you crazy? I'm like, no, no, you're crazy. That That's it. I'm like, no, no, I'm... <laughs> like these these children need to go back to school like last week yeah it's a little tough i mean ours did a lot of screen time but we got super mario wonder so we played that together a lot which was super fun highly recommend it uh yeah can you invite joanna i she had her hand raised oh well i yeah. did too so it must be her fault it's your fault <laughs> we're trying to invite you Good morning. I was wondering if we could do something in this room, like one day a week, like um, maybe just read a gospel or something like we could take turns reading a chapter, something like to feel. That's mod Joanna. She's always got all these ideas about how we should run this room. No, not how you should run it. It's just ideas as to as a togetherness. God. Joanna, do you ever go to any of the other Christian rooms on Clubhouse, the teaching no, room? No, I don't know okay. where to find Strongly recommend that you do because there's many, many rooms where they go through. Like Malak right now is doing a teaching on Judges. He's doing it on Tuesday nights, starting at the beginning of Judges, going straight through to the end. Um, there's another room that Serendipity is doing that's going through the Book of James on Sunday nights. And then during the day, you'll find other rooms that talk about different topics. So there's lots of that. How does how would she find those things? Like I'm I'm utterly useless. Would she just have to like follow Malak and Serendipity and these people, and then it will? Oh, oh yeah, and and, and then it will like notify her. Um yeah, so if you follow people, the buddy bar is back at least on an iPhone. So if you if you swipe down on this room and you look at the top of your hallway, you can see all the people that you follow, and they either have a green dot or a headphone. So if they have a headphone and you tap them, it'll say join person in this room. So that's one way. And then another way is to join the house. So I think that Malak is doing the, the studies on judges in the decidedly not reformed house. So you can search and find decidedly not reformed and then it'll appear in your hallway. Yes. Yeah, so is the great Christian schism of 023 still going on or is everyone? Yes. Still? It's a new Anna. year, new you. Yeah. Well, yes, I mean, you know, that's kind of like, you know, killed everyone from joining this room, too, because they're either in their own little clubs fighting each other or they're just, like, sick of it and left. So I was trying to figure out how to handle this. So I'm trying to, like, make this, like, 
it's like a reverse murder board. We'll call it a life board. Um, but, but it's like, you know, who, who I can, you know, I can be in the same room as a lot of people, but other people can't be in the same room as other people. So I'm like, okay, they could be with me, but they can't be with them, but they can be with them, but they can't be with them. Um, this person can't even be with themselves. Um, anyway, so, so yesterday I'm like, Hey, Chris, it's been a while since we talked. So I'm like, why don't you just start up a private room and we'll do that because, because we, we get along. So we, we had a good chat for like an hour, hour and a half. It's, it's on the first podcast episode of the new year. Um, if you're Catholic, probably don't listen to it. Um, we try to be fair, but I mean, obviously we're not Catholic. So, you know, we, we, I try to do a fair job of representing your positions to push back against, but, um, you probably won't think that, but we just disagree on some things. Uh, uh, well, but, um, you know, I've seen this coming for a long time because when we were, um, in the room with every Christian there. And someone brought a topic against Calvinism. They say, oh, no, no, don't divide. We're not talking against uh, dominations and stuff. Okay. And then it wouldn't take long until the Calvinists open their mouth and they say something about the Catholic Church. And I says, oh, typical, you know, because they hate. I mean, I, I, I was confused at one point. I was thinking, does, do all the Protestants hate the Catholic Church? But I realize now which one does um, the most, you know, is, is the Calvinist? I don't know why, but the, the Calvinists do 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 the most. Um, I realize that by now, because I was speaking to Calvinists. They're very hard, they're very cold. Even they abuse the sister, which they left. She left Calvinism, and they abused her. I don't know why, but they just went after her hardcore. Like, you know, you're going to hell and all this stuff. I don't know why. Anyway, but. The, is, oh, I, is, a, is the inconsistency between them. So do not attack us, but now let us attack uh, Catholicism, you know, for no reason. Well, as, as being neither Calvinist or Catholic, um, I, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of all Calvinists if all of them hate Catholics. Hopefully none of them hate because, you know, Jesus would probably say something about that. But um, as far as really disagreeing to, to like vitriolic levels, I don't know. But um. <clears throat> Or, you know, as, as a non-Calvinist, like, you know, they, they have plenty of problems with me, but at least we, you know, we agree on enough of what we consider major, major, like first order salvation issues that our disagreements like all around are secondary. Um, so that's, that's why we can kind of, well, some of us can live at peace with Calvinist and or reformed and non-reformed. Um, but then when it goes to like, you know, Catholicism, there's some other stuff and depending on like the Catholic you talk to, like, like, you'll probably agree if I say, hey, well, I don't know, maybe you'll agree. Stop me if you don't. But if I'm like, uh, look, you believe Jesus is God. You believe Jesus is born of the Virgin Mary. You believe his death, his resurrection. Uh, and he says, if you believe that, confess Jesus as Lord, you will be saved. And pray to him, ask him to make you born again, give you eternal life, and you will be forgiven. You'll have eternal life. The Holy Spirit will lead, live with you, in you, and guide you into all truth and understanding. Um, I'm like, do you believe that? And probably everyone would say, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. great. <clears throat> then that's what I think. So my conscience is clear. That is the gospel. Um, <clears throat> but then whenever people get onto like the, the sinlessness of Mary and, and like the Miriam doctrines and things like that, it kind of raises some real red flags for me. Um, and, and some Catholics, well, 
because that, I see that as kind of messing with the gospel because I'm like, well, if Mary was sinless, you know, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But if, if one other person besides Jesus was sinless, well, then they are equal to Jesus and Jesus is God. So essentially they're God. And even though the Catholic may not see it that way, I see it that way. But ultimately, I'll just get to a point where I throw my hands up in the air and I'm like, OK, look, do you believe the first thing I said? <laughs> and if they're like, yes, sure. I'm like, OK, great. God is your judge. If you believe that, that that's good enough. By your fruits, you'll know them. Um, so if you believe other stuff and it sounds very red flag to me, but you mm. you say it in a way that you're somehow does that, with it, does that disqualify us for being a Christian? Like Calvinists say, we're not Christian. Because I literally, I asked them, sorry, I asked you a question now, I'm answer. But I literally asked them, uh, what does it qualify to become a Christian? And they told me exactly what you told me. Well, I said, I'm saved because I believe everything and I was baptized and I believe everything you believe. So if if that's your base, that to become a Christian, you know, and there is no loops of salvation, why are you telling me I'm not a Christian? Yeah, but you do these other things. Well, no, but the core belief, I do. So, you know, well, but yeah, anyway, I mean, even yeah. that can be answered. Even that, what you said, everything that can be said. Um, do you know why we say Mary's sinless? Do you know why? Oh, I can't get into that. I got in a little spat with Ido a little No, no, ago. I mean, <laughs> you mentioned it now. So, yeah, you have to now. You have to explain. Uh, okay, well, know, okay, well, well, I don't, I don't do you know do why we say okay, that. Okay, well, well, hang on. So, I, I don't have to do anything. But let me finish <laughs> okay. what I was saying uh, before you cut me off. Yeah, so, you know, the okay. Bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So I'd say, okay. great, that's it. Then before we get to the Mary thing, um, you talked about Calvinists. Again, I'm not a Calvinist, and I, I'm not trying to speak for Calvinists. But I know just from enough Protestants that, including my own, um, that their big issue lies with, um, you know, like saying one thing but doing another. So, so like, okay, for example, we can all agree if someone says – I worship Jesus, Christ is king, and Jesus is Lucifer, hail Satan. You're like, whoa, you're not a Christian. Mm -hmm. like, no, no, mm -hmm. I just, I, I said, I agree with all the stuff you said, but, you know, hail Satan. I'm like, well, wait, no, you're not a Christian. You're like, you're saying nice words, but the thing you're, you also believe is directly contradictory to that. Therefore, you cannot be a Christian. Okay, not saying you're a Satanist, but just saying for a very far extreme example, now start dialing that back all the way to, you know, where we get to other people. And then they're like, get to Mormons, Jehovah's Witness. They're like, no, Jesus is great. I believe everything you said. But he's also Michael the Archangel, and he was a created being. It's like, whoa, okay, you're not a Christian. But, and they're like, well, wait, we said everything you said. We believe that. Like, but no, you believe other stuff here. So your understanding of how you believe that is in vast contradiction. Therefore, you can't be a Christian with that understanding, even though you say the nice words that I said. So then you keep going back. So it, for, for Calvinists and other Protestants, it gets to a faith versus works. And that's where like I've beat my head against these discussions so long. I'll just throw up my hands and be like, repent, believe the gospel. If that's you, sweet, see you in heaven. Um, if that's not you, then you know God is your judge. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So it, it becomes a, a, a faith versus works thing. And they see it as if you, um, if you say, I believe Jesus. I believe it's only by confession that he's Lord, believe in his death, burial, resurrection, ask him to save me, forgive me, give me eternal life. I'm a Christian. Oh, and you, you have to be baptized. Not, it's not symbolic. You must be baptized. Like things like that. They're like, oh, well, now you're saying it's work. So you say the nice things that we say, but you actually have a different understanding in your heart, which is problematic. So I, I, that's where they would go. Uh, but um, as far as Mary being sinless, um, what I've heard 
uh, what I've kind of got from like other Catholics talking in groups that I, I read um, is, is very weak. I'm sure you'll do a better job. Um, I haven't followed everything you've been saying on Discord, but like in other Facebook groups where Catholics and Protestants fight all the time, and I just kind of scroll through it. Um, it's kind of, it's reasoning more than like scriptures or anything. It's, it's like a logic and or sort of logic and reasoning. And they'll say something like, well, Jesus was sinless, right? Jesus was God, right? So do you really think God would allow Jesus to be born in some sort of less than good subpar, subpar uh, way? So if Jesus is sinless, then the way Jesus is born needs to be sinless. Therefore, Mary is sinless. That's what I've heard. And it, it's not scriptural. It's some kind of like reasoning. So am I on the right way that how you would explain it or would you explain it a different way? Well, we believe, first of all, Mary was saved by God. We don't know either, either uh, before or after she, everything, uh, what she had, she had the gift from God. She didn't work for it. Uh, you mentioned works. We don't work for our salvation either. We, if salvation is a free gift. Like James 2.24 says, uh, you know, you're not saved by faith alone. Uh, that means there is something else to do. But anyway, going to Mary, the thing is, um, yeah, she was saved by the grace of God. But then we have to consider who else in the Bible was called full of grace? Who? By an angel, by an angel of God coming to earth and calling a human being, a created being, a full of grace. Who, who else was called in the Bible full of grace? If she had the sin on her, in her, do you think an angel of God would call her full of grace and bow down to her? That's just a starting point. Because we don't believe a sinner, a, 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 a sin, I mean, an angel will bow down in front of a sinner and says, hey, full of grace. And then Mary going on and saying, all the generations, they're going to call me blessed. Why? Why Why all the generations? That's all about her. Why is all the generation going to call her blessed? I've been trying to talk this whole time. I didn't realize I was on mute. Okay. Oh, okay. A couple things. First, if an angel could uh, bow down before you and call you full of grace. That doesn't mean you're sinless in any way. Um, you could be a Christian. You could be saved. But uh, it you, never you happened. Could, you, Sorry. You, hang, hang on. I'm just saying, like an angel could show up to me right now and be like, oh, uh, hello, child of the Most High God. You have been saved by Jesus. Uh, well done, his good servant, uh, because we're Christians. We've been forgiven. So just saying full of grace and, you know, blessed are you among men or blessed are you among women or all humanity or blessed among all creation. Blessed doesn't mean sinless, but also that doesn't mean Mary couldn't have been, uh, you know, saved just like the Old Testament saints. You know, if she was showing faith in God because it's faith in God that pleases God. So if Mary has, you know, was, uh, you know, an observant Jew and she was keeping the law, then it's not again, it's not the law that saved her, but it would be her faithfulness to God in keeping the law. Um, that she could very much be a saved person. But if you're saved, uh, but, but saying you're sinless, uh, hang on, I'm trying to think. If she's saved, like by the law, right? Like she's saved. She's been forgiven of her sins. Like, you know, she's done the sacrifices. She's kept the law. She showed her faith in God. So she's saved. It's not like she's a sinner. She's saved and she's cool with God. But that doesn't mean she's never sinned in her whole life. Is that what you mean by sinless? Or you mean at that moment she was sinless? Because, you know, she had been forgiven of her sins. Or you're saying, no, in Mary's entire life, she never, ever sinned. 
Yeah, we don't have a, biblically, we don't have a, a, a saying that Mary ever sinned. And the, that, the, the angel telling us that she never sinned because if she ever sinned, uh, yeah, we, we, we got all this from you. This, those were extra biblical, so you quoted. Uh, if an angel comes to me, it comes to you. No, we are sinners and we, are, uh, we have attachment to sin. Even though I'm preserved by God, uh, uh, like, like Mary, I'm preserved by God. But no, I mean, uh, she, she was preserved from all, from all sin. But as we say, but uh, you know she anyway she was preserved by God just like me. But she was given a special grace because uh, the Messiah is gonna come through okay. her, and because God knew her humbleness. Yeah, so I mean that's the whole problem. We just can't get there. Like we just can't because it's also not in the Bible. Like you said, it's not in the Bible what I said because I was just you know making logical comparisons. But also mm -hmm. it's not in the Bible everything you said because it says all like the contrary is in the Bible, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So, I mean, I, I was even trying to, you know, extend a little bit of branch. You, what, sorry, what can I ask you what is all means? All means all. No, and no, if no. You, if you, what, what, what is the context of all? What, what sin is talking about there? Humanity, all humanity has. Is that sin. a capital it, sin or is that an, 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 you know, all sin? Is that a capital sin? Like when, when people sin uh, willfully, right? No, it's irrelevant. There's, there's no. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Little, capital, mortal, venial. It, none of that matters. It's yeah, but the sin. Bible is not so like explaining Mary, you what is it. it no. The, okay, so the Bible. You're trying to categorize sin, and I'm saying if, if we, if I concede your point and make it the smallest, my mis, my minuscule, like little bitty bitty type of sin, like not a big sin at all. Like all I need for this point to be proven in the Bible is the the smallest little bitty teeny transgression against God. So if Mary has done the smallest, tiniest thing in the world that transgresses God, that's sin and she's all. So she, it and doesn't we, have to be like a big sin. And we believe the angel wouldn't come to her if she ever sinned. Okay, well, you can believe that. But the that's angel not wouldn't come to her. Well, oh, then, okay, well, then, again, there's more biblical evidence to the contrary. Like the angel, uh, you how? know, angels showed up to – I'm about to tell you. I mean, how do you not – of course you know this. Like the angels showed up to lots of people who were hardcore sinners. Like the angels showed up to um, um, Abraham, right, a couple times. And, you know, the guy was a drunk. The guy was definitely not immune from sin. You'll agree with that. So, I mean, you know, the mm -hmm. angel has showed up to plenty of people who have definitely sinned. So to say the angel wouldn't have showed up yeah. if Mary had sinned. Yeah, but did, did the angel call them full of grace? It, full of grace does he? Full of grace does not mean sinless. How do you get that? Like you were just talking about because like you where cannot it says call anyone sin. full of grace. She was full yes, of grace. You, you ask God for yes, grace you every day. You ask no, God full for of God grace, grace doesn't mean day. sinless. She was full of grace already. The Come more on, sinful you are, the fuller of grace you need to be. And I'm not trying to say that about Mary, but I'm trying to say that's what full of grace means. Like full of grace. Like if he said you are sinless, you wouldn't need grace. You need grace because you do have sin. So it's like I have been forgiven sins. So I'm like more full of grace than anyone I know because I have got, I've done more sins than well, probably lots of people I know. So it's like if I had sinned very, very little, I would not need to be full of grace. I just need to have like, you know, a little bitty grace. Mm -hmm. It's like the – I see it as the opposite of what you're seeing, like full of grace. And the angel also appeared to Joseph, by the way, and, you know, Mary's cousin. So uh, just to deal with that argument, to say the angel wouldn't have showed up if they were sinful – well, no, the angel showed up to lots of people who were sinful, unless we're saying Joseph was sinless. Can I ask you, that. do you know, sorry, do you know how the early church saw Mary? Uh, well, I will say, 
Um, well, I mean, you can tell me, but I will say by the time you're talking about early church, uh, what type of early church are you talking about? Well, uh, Irenaeus, Origen, Ignatius. I, I don't care how they say it. Um, I, I believe that, you know, the, I mean, Polycarp may be closer, but still missing the mark. Like, no, Ignatius I, is, is as well close because he's in uh, 90 and 100. First I mean, century, I believe for our Bible Enzo, that's the early church. That's all the theology we need to we need to stop with the early church. Like the early church, I mean, like the biblical early church, like the first century church. Um, there's everything in the Bible in the New Testament for Christian living, for church order, for church structure, the entire Christian life. So um, when we get further away from that, it's unnecessary at best, and it can lead people astray at worst. Um, so if it goes beyond the New Testament early church. I, I don't have a favorable view, just because in the best light, it's not necessary. Yeah, same, same as me. If we move 2,024 years later and we give our interpretation of what happened 2,000 years earlier, uh, we lost all that, all that history. And then uh, the Bible, like you said, the Bible is not telling us what uh, sin is talking about or what grace is talking about the same way. So the early church says to, to Jesus, it says, only you is without spot or a wrinkle and your mother also. That's the quote from the, from the early church to, to, to Jesus and to Mary. So that's yeah, protecting and, Jesus more than. Well, and I would say, you know, respectfully, the early church, that early church is in, and it's not the, I, I mean, if you say the early church has to listen to that opinion, then the entire early church is wrong. If you say this is the opinion of someone in the early church, then that person is wrong, however you want to split it. But again, you, whenever you say like, you know, we're, we're interpreting from 2000 years in the future about what the Bible meant. No, because the new Testament is incredibly redundant. You have the authors saying the same things over and over and over. So if you say, well, there was only one scripture about faith and salvation in Jesus and faith alone, and you're misinterpreting that. Well, fortunately for us, it says it multiple times in Paul's letters, like over and over and over, um, you know, the doctrines of grace, salvation, all this stuff. It's redundant. Um, and I wonder sometimes, I'm like, why is it so redundant? I think for such a time as this. Uh, so we can say, well, look, if, if you want to say we misinterpret it in one place, there's like 20 other times. So unless we're the dumbest people on earth, we know what it means. And so like in Greek, where you said it doesn't even tell us what sin it is. Yes, it does. What if about... you look in the, if, wait, wait. If you look in the Sorry. Greek, if you look in the Greek in that verse where it says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, sin mm. means transgression against God. It tells us explicitly yeah. uh, what Capital that means. Sin. We call that capital sin. It doesn't matter what you call it. Sin yeah, is Not a capital. Is a voluntary sin. Is how do you say? Is is a uh, purposely sin? I, I was going to ask you when was uh, like uh, I think it's after Luther Calvin. Anyway, but uh, when was the first the first uh, man or woman to accuse Mary to be sinful? Probably the first time that conversation ever came up. Uh, so whoever that person uh, was in the conversation with. Um, if, if that ever happened in Mary's life, that would be the person. If that ever happened before and they're like, hey, um, do you think Mary... No, no, uh, do we have any records of that in the records? Who, who was the first, first, uh, the first person to accuse her for being sinful? Absence, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. You do not have any records. But do you believe Luther believed she was, she was, she was uh, immaculate as well? She was I don't sin? care about Luther. That's oh, the beauty okay. of doing uh, like sticking exactly to the Bible. Like you, like where the Bible ends in Revelation, you end. Mm. Like go no further than that. So if someone says something in 101 AD, I don't care. 
Like if they have so it's just down to your interpretation, my interpretation now, then it's down we to have the same the, book down to the down interpretation. To, it's down. No, I have one. I have the book. You have the book and 2000 years of tradition of man on top of it. That will. No, 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 no. According to the book, you cannot make Mary to be sinful because it doesn't say Mary was sinful. Woman. Yes, it does. It says all. You can You cannot make. You have. Your side. No, but that's problem. not including Mary because that's including the people around who is writing. Read the context. Bobby, I blame you for this, Bobby. No, so you can't. You can't say uh, that Mary is sinless. The first thing you do to say Mary is sinless is start quoting church fathers. The thing I do to say Mary is sinful. I quote is, the Bible. I don't need to go to church fathers. I try to avoid it, but I said to you, who yeah, was the I, first to accuse her? But uh, I, I can stay to the Bible all day. You cannot prove that Mary was sinful in the Bible. You cannot prove that she... Okay, my, my evidence, because, because it's not proof if you, if you don't believe it, but my evidence... But is, that doesn't uh, mean I'm not a Christian because I believe something extraordinary, because I believe in miracles. Jesus made miracles, so I believe in miracles. Muslims believe in miracles. Yeah, Are I know. Muslims Christian? So Are Muslims he first Christian? his mother to be, to be sinless. So what is so wrong and about so, it? Okay, there's there's two things. There's two cruxes, and then we've got to move on. Okay, so the first crux is the sinlessness of Mary. Uh, mm -hmm. My evidence for she is sinful is Mary was a human, right? If Mary was a human, Mary was a human. Then she qualifies as all. All have sinned. That's my evidence. If you don't believe that, then fine. But, what but, your, evidence, but, your, but your evidence for sinless is the angel shows up. It's like, hail Mary, full of grace. Grace means you're equating grace with sinlessness, and I'm saying grace is the opposite. Like, grace means unmerited favor, which is what we get when we trust Christ. We are all, you know, hail children of God, full of grace, because we have faith in Jesus, and God grants us unmerited favor. If it was merited favor, that's when you would say Mary was sinless because she has merited favor. She earned okay, last, sinlessness can all I ask her you last question. Can, can okay, I can add I, something, Nate? No, no, one, one, one last question. Uh, Believing Mary is sinless, does that risk my salvation, Nate? Uh, okay, so this is what I wanted to say about how you understand it, and where I'll just like throw my hands up like I'm about to do now. Okay, so if you just say, well, I think Mary was sinless, it, that, that's, a, uh, that's like equating to say you don't believe in the Trinity and asking if you're still a Christian. Well, lots of people will say, if you don't believe in the Trinity, you're definitely not Christian. I believe that to a point, but I think there's a want of understanding. So if you say that you don't believe in the Trinity just because you um, you know you know about it, you wholeheartedly reject it and stuff like that, I'd say no, you're not a Christian. That's that's very dangerous. You're not a Christian. If you say you don't believe in the Trinity because all you believe is you know what Jesus says to, to be saved and have eternal life, and you just don't know much about the Trinity, then I'd say well yes, it's not a qualification to believe in the Trinity to be saved, um, but you you also are ignorant. So as you learn more the Holy Spirit's mm -hmm. going to lead you into understanding the Trinity. So the same thing. If you say you believe Mary was sinless and you don't, someone doesn't know the full ramifications of what I believe that means. So if you say Mary was sinless, um, but you believe all the other stuff about Jesus, like he's the, the only sacrifice, the only one worthy for your sins and stuff like that. Um, and also Mary was sinless. And you're just like, well, yeah, I just think she was a good person. And, you know, that's what that means. Then I'd, I'm not going to call you not a Christian because I just say, well, you know, they don't really know the implications of what they're saying. Um, but if they're like, no, no, I understand that the Bible says all have fallen short. And, you know, Adam and Eve, like, uh, you know, they were sinless until they weren't. But if, if they don't understand that that I believe that means if Mary was truly sinless, then she wouldn't need a savior because she would she would be spotless on her own. She would be sinless on her own 
which would break the entire gospel. No, not on her own. No, no. See, you are the now. No, no, not on her own. We say God preserves her, just like God preserves every Calvinist. They say, once I'm saved, I'm always saved. So Mary, once she was saved, she was always saved. So God didn't let her sin. So uh, God, I mean, God protected her from sinning. Right, right. So okay. it was so, grace so of that, God. Yeah. So she was right, full right. of grace. So the grace of God protected her uh, okay, from I got it. sinning. Okay, yeah. great. So with <clears throat> with that understanding, um, I, I would say if, if that's how you see it, I see that. No, no, me is the church. That's how the church always saw it. Oh, because God, God presents her from, from right. sinning. The point is it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is I see that as problematic and breaking the gospel because it doesn't matter how she's sinless. Like if, if God, God did it in some other way besides she had sin and God forgave that sin and then preserved her, if it happens in any other way. So the way you just said is any other way than that. I see that as breaking the gospel and causing problems for it. So I would say someone with that understanding is problematic. But ultimately, I don't know how far God's grace extends. So, you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And, you know, it's between you and God. But I see that if someone wants me, if someone wants me to lie to them, which I don't want to do, I can tell them something they want to hear. But if someone wants, me to, be if someone wants me to be truthful, then that's what I think. I think it's problematic and, you know, they should evaluate. But we said we were going to move to CEO. CEO, what's up? Okay. Um, yeah, so so Albanian, I think, you know, you're correct that there's no biblical example of Mary sing, sinning, but Nate is also correct that when it says all have sinned, that includes Mary. So Nate is interpreting the Bible. You are adding to the Bible because there's nothing in the Bible that says that she was sinless so you you are that's an addition i'm just wondering mm -hmm. if you, do you disagree with that yeah I, I would like to give you a small analogy uh maybe it helps so it's like uh, uh we, we see a, a person falling into a pit and then he fall a pit and we land a rope to him and to pull him out and then he was saved but he was saved after he fall so in uh, but in another case if you see that person before falling a pit and you say to him or her go other side because you're going to fall in a pit it's too dark you cannot see that means you save that person before he he or she fell in a pit that means that's how mary was saved was saved before she fell into the pit you know so god didn't didn't you know didn't take her out of the pit but he, he saved her before she fell in the pit it was still god not her power not her force she's a created being but before she fell into that pit god protected her that's all we say yeah so wonderful analogy but the bible doesn't say that so i, I again i get the analogy i understand what you're saying but mm -hmm. you have to add to the bible to get to your conclusion if you have biblical support i'd love to hear it well it lays tons of biblical support and uh, the mary mary does things that no human being that do in the bible so um you know uh, all the generation who call her blessed and if he's a sinner like uh, uh, adam or david or anyone else like uh, how is all the generation going to call her blessed and 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 the the angel bowing to her we can make that out of the bible that no angel ever bowed to a human being in old or, or yeah, no, I, heard, I, I heard that argument all right so so and, peter and say, peter walked on peter's i think the only other person who ever walked on water do you hold yes, him so, but he's still standing for fall that? into it. Sorry. 
<laughs> but he still fall onto it because he his faith shaked, and then Jesus says, "Why your um, faith is solid?" Well, and also the Bible. I mean, Jesus himself calls lots of people blessed. Like you know, he says, "Blessed are the peacemakers." You know, blessed are these people. So if you're a people, if you're a person who is a peacemaker, Jesus himself is calling you blessed. And let's not forget, you know, like David killed Goliath with one, you know, with one shot. So I don't know if you'd say that's a miracle. Like David, you know, did lots of other stuff with the armies and, you know, he followed God's prophet, uh, you know, Samuel and did lots of things. And uh, Moses, you know, the, the staff turned into a snake, uh, you know, the plagues of Egypt. I mean, I'm sure you're not saying Mary did miracles uh, of herself. Like it was God's power. It was God that did it. So the same thing, you know, God caused, told Moses what to do. Uh, and made water come out of a rock. And there, I mean, look at Elijah, Elisha, like there were all kinds of miracles. So, I mean, that, again, that doesn't make them sinless. Well, she, she gave birth to the, to the son of God, of course, by the power of God, but she gave birth to the son of God. So I don't know if that quotes from a miracle, but you know, that quotes that, that counts. Sure. That counts for a miracle the same way Moses hitting a rock and making water come out of it does, or Elijah, you know, raising people from the dead. Or, you know, um, all, all these other miracles. Like, sure, that's a miracle, but it's not Mary doing herself. Um, you know, Elijah yeah, of didn't course, do miracles of by course. himself. It was we, the power of God. Yeah, we so never a say a she... A miracle. Yeah, even other prophets or David never done it, but the hand of the Lord done it anyway. So, uh, like, and we can, we take the typology, how the old Ark of the Covenant was, uh, which contained everything that Jesus was, the, the word of God, the bread of heaven, and, and, and the priesthood, you know, Aaron's, uh, uh, what was he called? And and then, so he was pure in and out with the gold, you know, uh, beaten gold and, and pure gold. So uh, Mary had to be a vessel, pure vessel for, for Jesus as well, so Jesus can... You know the word of God made flesh, and and uh, yeah. and 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 the priesthood, yeah, but, uh, well, the high priest, and everything is in him. Well, hang, so hang on, CEO. Um, and after this, I'm I'm gonna give someone else a chance. I don't think anyone's gonna say anything to give us a new topic, um, because this is this is, I, I guess, my trials I have to endure. But one thing we haven't addressed: you keep saying the angel bowed down to Mary. In no translation I read does it say an angel bowed to Mary. So are you interpreting that because he calls her blessed or full of grace or? Seems like he shows respect for her. Like, where do you get an angel bows to Mary? Because I don't see that in any translation I'm looking through. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I got that wrong. I heard it somewhere. I thought they said Let's just, she uh, I'll help you out. And I'll say you probably got that from church tradition because the angel seems to, you know, call her blessed or full of grace. And they're yeah, saying, I'm, well, I'm going to check, showing her, check the Greek. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he was showing her like respect or reverence, and of course that means he bowed. I'm going to say that's where mm -hmm. it came from, but I don't, I don't see that in any translation. That uh, Todd's coming up, mm -hmm. maybe Todd knows. Todd, no, we, we got that. We, we we got that from from uh, from Solomon, which he bowed down in front of the queen, uh, uh, um, his mother, and then because you know the, the mother of the king is always the queen, so this is how we get it as well. So um, yeah, we get that from Old Testament. So interpolation, okay. Uh, Todd, what's up, Todd? Yo, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, I wanted to see if Albanian, sir, you know the, um, would you say that Mary is going to be called blessed by all generations? And you, you seem to be using that as a way to say that she is sinless. Um, I just see it as a way to say that, you know, Mary was chosen for this, purpose um 
she was the perfect candidate for bringing the Messiah into the world. Um, she lived in the perfect time and the perfect place, and it just worked for God's perfect plan. And she was the only one out of thousands of other, well, probably millions of other young ladies that would bring the Messiah into the world. And so therefore, yes, every generation after her will say she's lucky or blessed or, you know, I mean, she's, is, I would say lucky, like you just won the lottery. <laughs> You're going to be the one to bring the Messiah into the world. Look at you. I wouldn't say that that necessarily means that he is sinless because all generations will call her blessed. Um, so I just wanted to add that. I didn't know if that might change a little bit of the way that you think about it, but you know, mm -hmm. I'll start there. And also I cut C off, uh, CEO off a little bit ago. Uh, CEO, what were you saying? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I just think like Albanian, if you want to say Mary's one of the top 10 most awesome people in human history, sure. But why just be added extra biblical puffing up? It seems to me like someone one day said, wow, for Mary to have given birth to Jesus, she must have been sinless. Otherwise, how could she give birth to Jesus? And then they just built a theory off that, and then we got to where we are today. There's no, like, biblical inspiration for it. It seems like it was probably just someone's conclusion one day, and they built an argument off of it. Well, there is no biblical support that she sinned either, so that goes both okay, ways. Okay, uh, we, we have to move on with this. It's like, show me she sinned, show me she didn't, show me she sinned, show me she didn't. Our evidence of <laughs> she sinned is she is a human and all have sinned. That's it. If you don't believe that, fine, let's move on. Um... Ito, you've been up here for a while. Did you have anything to say about anything before I stick my head in a vat of water? <laughs> you can stick your head in water. I heard you Let's say like Krishna that. Let's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't try. Just uh, feel a little pain. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you said you didn't want to speak about the topic, but then it just circled 100 times. So I do want to respect you on that topic as well. If you don't want to speak about it, I don't need to continue. Yeah, even though we've already said everything there is to say about it. Yeah, I have. I'm working on no, that. That's, that's, that's much to say about it, but I, I, I can kind of sense that this is probably not the time, you know, so I don't want to push it on. So we can definitely go into another topic if you're willing or anyone else willing. Sure, sure. If you got another topic, throw it out. Otherwise, we'll say hi to the other new people. Turns out my 2024 resolutions are now pushed back to 2025. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, whatever topic you want to bring up, I'll be happy to participate. Let's say like that. Uh, well, Michael, what's up? Happy New Year. Hello, hello. Happy New Year to everyone. Any uh, New Year's resolutions? Becoming a Christian? Anything um, like that? Well, you know, we'll convert for evidence. Um, but no, I, it's interesting. Just the last little thing. I, I don't want to dwell on the whole Mary thing, but I'm reminded of an anecdote that... Uh, Christopher Hitchens said in one of his uh, discussions once, he said, uh, you know, he said when presented with the idea that, uh, you know, that the, that the virgin birth may have actually happened, he said, you have two things in which you can consider. Uh, the first one would be that a young woman conceived a baby without having to go through the, the wonderful event that would precede such a thing. And the second would be that a young Jewish girl would tell a lie. Um, and I've, I've always found that one funny. And of course the first one, you know, not that it's parthenogenesis is not impossible. There are instances of it, instances of it, uh, in the animal world, 
uh, not with mammals though. So it's, uh, it, I find that to be, um, interesting, but anyway, I didn't come in necessarily with a, with a different topic. I was just kind of, uh, popping in to see what was being talked about, but, uh, okay. well, and <clears throat> even though I'd say personal genesis, I, I would still say that w I, I don't even think I would accept that. Like, you know, usually I'm, I'm readily available to accept, um, you know, natural phenomenon for uh, supernatural claims. Like, you know, if the Red Sea parted or whatever, or something like that. And it was because there was actually an underground tsunami that affected the this, this sea for some time. Uh, whatever. I'd be like, okay, sure. Wonderful. Uh, but it was still because God caused that. So I'm usually readily available to accept that. But I think this, even though if there was an explanation like that, like she's the first mammal ever to have this happen, I'd be like, well, okay, that may be the mechanism. But still, ultimately, there has to be a supernatural effect. Because remember, this story is not that long. It's, it's like the story of Mary and you know, God telling her she's going to give birth to the Savior um, and she's a virgin is like a paragraph or two. So in that paragraph, like there's an angel who like shows up all like glowing and shiny and stuff. So, um, and also has a conversation with multiple people. So um, it's definitely a supernatural event. So even if, if there was a perfectly natural explanation, this is the one time this phenomenon ever occurred in human, human history or mammal history, um, I'd say still this is a very supernatural event because it posits an actual supernatural being present. Um, so I would just say that. But um, oh, it's interesting. Like it is, it is in a. It certainly is a supernatural event that's recorded to have happened. Um, you you would have to you have to accept you would have to accept the Bible account, which of course I don't. To to say, oh yeah, this happened. It's written, it's written down in a Bible. It's written down in a book, right? Oh, sorry, I thought um, I was mute when I was doing that. <laughs> uh, no worries. But you know, you also have other things. Like um, one of the, the other stories that's interesting is uh, apparently after the resurrection. Um. Jesus walked around and was, you know, seen by, it says, you know, seen by the, the disciples and the 12 and then 500 people. But we only have one person that's written down in Acts. It's written down by one person, right? So we don't have 500 accounts. We have one guy saying, oh, he appeared to 500 people, right? That's like saying, I caught a fish this big. Um, and so we have to, <clears throat> like, I understand your rationale for saying it has to be a supernatural explanation. But appealing to something that can't be demonstrated seem, is problematic for me because we can say, well, and again, accepting that the, that this phenomenon actually occurred, well, we have something that we we don't have the capacity to demonstrate, or we have the possibility of a natural explanation that we haven't yet discovered. Uh, well, I mean, what I was saying, I was actually helping your case for unbelief because, because yeah, we we take this on faith that you know the writer was true and that this really happened. So, so I'm saying though, like I, I I'm helping your cause. Um, I'm saying where you would just say if it was a claim to miracle happened then, okay, maybe the Christians got it right because of this totally, you know, they claimed it was supernatural, but now we have a natural mechanism for explaining it. So, okay, we see that this, quote, miracle, um, even though it's extremely light, uh, rare, um, okay, we see how it could have happened. And I'm saying, no, no, it can't happen just totally naturally because angels. <laughs> so if you're like, no, no, Nate, I'm trying to say this actually is a phenomenon, even though it hadn't happened in mammals, um, we think there is evidence that this could have actually occurred in the first mammal, completely naturally. I'm like, no, no, not naturally, because angels. <laughs> so I'm doing a disservice to myself from your perspective, but you know, from the biblical perspective, there is an angel in the story, and just like the account of uh, of uh, you know, <clears throat> the 500 people and things like that. So like, if there's a group of them and they all see this, and there's like hundreds of people like running around, like 
dead people raised from the grave. Look at this. We all saw Jesus fly up into heaven. Like all this stuff's going on. Like who's got that down? Who's got that down? Like, okay, you're going to write about the five loaves and the fishes. Okay. You're going to write about Peter walking in water. Okay. Who's got the, who's got the, the uh, ascension and the 500 people raised from the dead account. Who's got that? Who's you got that? Okay, good. So, so I mean, it's not out of the, out of the realm to be like, okay, everyone's got their writing assignments. Everyone knows what they're going to talk about. So like if someone's writing it down, why do you need more than one person documenting something? Um, I guess if they would have thought, well, hey, let's be extra redundant. And, you know, we're going to have the, all the Gospels. We're going to have all the Gospel writers write that account. Um, I mean, these are people who believed it and saw it anyway. So it's like, well, how, you know, you can, no matter what you do, you can't make everyone happy all the time. So if all the Gospel writers would have wrote it, then you would be saying, okay, well, there's only four accounts of this. <clears throat> So extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. There's only four accounts. If hundreds of people saw this, there should be at least 20 accounts or at least 100 accounts. So, I mean, there, there would really be no end. And then ultimately, if there's 500 people that supposedly witnessed this and all 500 wrote an account, then you could just say something like, well, 500 people can still be wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, ultimately, it's, it's a faith position. Do you believe it? Uh, you know, do you believe this to be true to the best of your you know, self or do you not? And, you know, I do, you don't. Well, and, and while it is interesting to say, I mean, and like we've talked about a million times, um, not to be too hyperbolic, that, yeah, that it ultimately comes down to faith. It is interesting and may not be the most charitable thing for you to project upon me what I might say if a certain other situation were to occur. But, it, but it's, it's way more, it's even way more complex than that. Um, Bart Ehrman writes in one of his, his books about his, his best suggestion on how to read the Gospels. And I, I have to dig up my, my papers on this because I actually did it. So what you do is you read Matthew 1, Mark 1, Luke 1, John 1, and then back and then go through each of them. And when you see the incredible inconsistencies among those four stories, um, it, like, it, it just, it just like, stacks onto it. And then you have other problems like, for example, you said, well, you know, oh, so one person wrote this down, one person wrote that down, and they all looked at each other and said, okay, yes, yes, we're good. Everybody's writing something down. The problem with that is that when we look throughout history, we, we don't see those same types of examples. Like if we only had one account of Julius Caesar, you know, that, that, that could be questionable. It's one of the reasons why the actual existence of Socrates is, is in, in great question. Because we, because we don't have a lot, we don't have a lot, I don't think there's much of any contemporary evidence of him, like people other than him writing about him. So th that becomes problematic. And then you have instances that, that supposedly happened in the Bible, like around the time of the resurrection. Apparently all kinds of graves opened up and people walked all throughout the, you know, all around. And the problem with something like that, like that is, that would be a quote unquote extraordinary claim, as you said it. But the, prob the, the biggest problem that I see personally with that, and I'm not a historian, is that the first century is a very, very, very well-recorded period of time. And there is zero, not a, even a, not a little bit, zero extra-biblical evidence that those things ever happened. The supernatural darkness, the earthquake that apparently cracked the temple um, in two. None of these things are recorded outside of the Bible. That's problematic, at least for me, not not for someone who takes it on a position of faith. Uh, well, and Bill had a question for, I think, Albania. We'll get to in a second. But, uh, yeah, Michael, if I was unchurchable, if I was projecting, 
Um, I thought I said you could, like, you know, you could say this and you could say this. If I said you would say this, then my bad. I, I've only done two shows in this new year, so maybe I'm out of practice. But um, I, okay, so what you said, fine. But then other things like uh, Lazarus, right? doesn't matter if one person or 500 people are miraculously raised from the dead. Lazarus was dead for four days. And you have the account um, that, you know, all these Pharisees and all these Jewish people were around who, you know, documented things very well. Um, so uh, this whole crowd was around when Lazarus was raised from the dead and came out and word spread. Um, so, I mean, you could say on one hand, well, why, why wouldn't they document some of this stuff uh, that would later show up in, in uh, I don't know, the Talmud or something like that? Um, so it's like, well, would they maybe want things? Like, why would they want to document things, um, you know, if they're being honest or whatever? And they're just like, okay, well, we saw this guy raised from the dead. So um, that's important. Maybe he is the Messiah. Maybe we should, you know, uproot everything we thought we knew about God and follow him. I mean, that would be what someone would do if, you know, I don't want to project <laughs> on the, the people, the Pharisees. But if they were honest and open, that's what they would do. If they had positions of power that they craved and at all costs, like which is the whole reason they wanted to murder the guy, is because he was like upsetting their way of life and they were worried he was going to cause a stir and Rome was going to crush down on them and their way of life and their power and take it away. Um, so it would be in some of the leading rulers' best interest to um, either try to quash this or certainly at least not have their scribes write other accounts of it. Uh, because then they're like, well, if you're writing this guy raised someone from the dead and he claims he's the Messiah, why aren't you following him? So uh, anyways, the best way. Uh, okay, anyways, um, I would just say that to follow up, Michael. Um, Mr. Bill, you had a question. I got some for... questions about Trinity. I'm sure you do. Hold on just a second. Uh, Mr. Bill had a question first. Uh, Mr. Bill, what's up? Are you speaking? Mr. Bill. Okay, well, Albanian, he had a question uh, somewhere in chat. Oh, he says he's working. I'm working. Can someone I ask can, I can, a question? I can, yeah. I, there is in the chat. I can uh, oh. answer if you want. Okay, there it is. Are you obligated to keep the Ten Commandments for salvation, and why isn't Jesus sufficient enough for salvation? Yeah, if you want to answer that quickly, then we'll get to the other guy. So Catholics believe that salvation is a gift from God, and it is through faith in Jesus Christ that one is justified and saved. Jesus Christ is considered the source of salvation and Catholics place their trust in him for their salvation. The Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches that all salvation comes from Christ, the head through the church, which is his body. Regarding the Ten Commandments, Catholics understand them as moral guide given by God to his people. The commandments reflect God's will for human behavior and provide principles for living a virtuous and righteous life. Catholics believe that following the commandments is important because they express the love of God and neighbor. It's Jesus told us, if, if, you, if you love me, keep, keep my commandments and do everything I told you to do. Um, if you allow me, Nate, um, I have just a couple of things, please, on the, because you said all have sinned. Uh, I just wanted to touch that. Uh, I'm not going to go to mayor. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to go to, um, uh, you said all have sinned and we don't know which context, uh, which context that is unless we put our, our interpretation. There is other verses which uh, help us to see what uh, the writers of the Gospels mean by all have sinned. Like in, uh, in Matthew 2 verse 3, it says, 
When King Harold heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. Does that include the infants as well? And Matthew 3 verses 5 and 6, it says, Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him. That means to John the Baptist. And all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. So does that mean all of them, even the infants, went down to, 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 um, to be baptized? And then you have also Matthew 4.24, Matthew 21, verse 10, Matthew 27, 25. If anyone wants to read them, it says they brought him, you know, all the sick. So they bring them all the sick, not single one left out, and so on and so on. So all, uh, literally in, in the Bible, it doesn't mean always like, because I, I, I cannot say all the infants they sinned before the, you know, uh, before the uh, age of uh, uh, reason. Uh, we cannot say they sin, can we? So it's not all all in, in context that all even infants they sin. Do you agree well, or disagree? Uh, I agree. Context is key and proper exegesis mm -hmm. is key. So, I mean, it's funny that <laughs> for all the uh, disconnect uh, with you and Calvinist, that's, that's something that I would disagree with them on too. Like when they say... Uh, uh, you know, like um, when they say whosoever and talk about salvation and like Jesus died mm -hmm. for all. They're like, what do you mean by all? All doesn't mean all. Well, all means those who accepted. They'll say all those who got elected. But I'm um, funny that that's a kind of Calvinistic argument you're using. But um, yeah, I mean, if that's no, no, your no. understanding. You, you said... Yeah, okay, yeah, go if, ahead. That, yeah, it, if, if that's your understanding, fine. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So if that doesn't break the gospel for you, if that doesn't break the message of Jesus for you, how he is the only one sinless who ever walked the earth, and that doesn't break that or contradict that for you, then I told you what I think to the best of my conviction and being as biblically accurate as I can do. So, um, you know, it's your life to live. Live it. Um, that's, that's it. If that's how you see that, I have a very hard time seeing how you can see it that way. But if you do, that's it. Yeah, well, if choice. you can explain which part, because Jesus tells us to, to uh, if we love him, to do everything, to follow his commandments, everything that he told us. Uh, like, again, James says, you're not saved by faith alone. You know, don't, do not boast of that. You're not saved by faith alone and so on. So, yes, we have to do something to follow Jesus, not just believe. It's not, it's not a matter of... Uh, uh, it's not a matter of uh, mind, a state of mind, right? We have to use our body, like Jesus gave us our body, to use our body to worship him, to use our mind to think of him, to use our well, mouth to praise sure, sure. him, to use our feet to go and, and, and spread the gospel to everyone. Do you understand? Well, look, so look, we have to use all yeah. our being. Okay, well, let me use all of that being to just read some context a little bit. So Romans 3... Um, 23 is the all have fallen short, but let me read a little context. I'll start in 19. So Romans 3, 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. The whole world may be accountable to God. Um, for by works of the law, no human being. Um, and then in the Greek, that means flesh. No flesh, no human being will be justified in his sight since through the law comes knowledge of sin. Um, the righteousness, okay, 21. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law, uh, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, 
the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. There is no distinction. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is Jesus Christ. Um, so if we're saying, what is the context? Does all mean all the people in Jerusalem, even the babies? Or does all mean whatever you were saying? Well, the context of this is we know whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, uh, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. And by works of the law, no human being. So the context is not all of Jerusalem. It's not everyone under the sound of that author's voice. The context of all is every single human being. If Mary was a human, and she was, then she is a human being who is under this uh, works of the law. So that's the context. All means every single human who has ever lived. Um, okay, anyways. Even, but, even uh, you, would, you, you wouldn't say Jesus himself as a God and as human being. He's not part of that all, right? You would, you would deny that to be the truth. Right, Th that's the distinction because that's a category shift. We are humans and humans and humans and humans. Jesus is human and God. So that's the distinction. Like if he's you're going to make it, mixed, yeah, yeah. But he's fully God. So if you're going to make a category distinction, it has to be between divinity and flesh. Mary is not divinity, um, so she is just flesh. So every flesh creature is under this. Jesus, although fully flesh, fully human, is also fully God. Exactly. Yeah. But you have so, to agree so you she, can, she can be human, saved by as well as fully God, but nonetheless fully human. So yeah. But uh, did, did you just read uh, Romans, Nate? Mm -hmm. You know, you know what's the fun about it? Because uh, Paul, from the beginning, writes to Romans not to keep their old law because the law, the, the new Christians in Rome, they were trying to keep the circumcision. And he was right, writing to them and criticizing them and saying circumcision doesn't, uh, doesn't do anything to you. You know, because you cannot be saved by circumcision and by by the old law. So he uh, all the time, all the Romans. If you read all the Romans, I mean, I know you do, but all the Romans um, is he's talking about the circumcision and bringing them back because he also goes to say, uh, uh, you know, work out salvation, fear and trembling, and so on. So he's not contradicting himself, but he's going in a context that saving them from uh, circumcising themselves. Now baptism saves you. Uh, you know, and so on. Baptism in Christ and faith in Christ and so on. So, but faith in Christ, it doesn't mean that stops there, only there. You know, faith in Christ is everything, to, to follow him in everything. Uh, you well, know, we also like... disagree that baptism is necessary for salvation. <laughs> so, you know, chalk up another disagreement. I don't know. Of course. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree because, yeah, God can work in mysterious ways, of course. We cannot deny baptism, though. Denying it, that would be that, that would be because Jesus says, you, and the apostle says, you must be baptized, you know. For, oh, I totally for, agree with that. I don't know, I yeah, don't know yeah, sure, what kind sure. of person would, would deny baptism. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, there are. You, you might be surprised, you know. <laughs> Is Steph not even here to feel condemned? Come on, Steph. I am here, and I do feel condemned. Thank you. Okay. Well, it, it, it might be fair to say, Nate, that just like you know, you, just like you said, like you just said, you know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and maybe Steph has. I'm just saying. Right. Maybe no, I, I am mean, right fine. now. No, I mean, and maybe you know, I mean, she's already said she plans on getting, you know, baptized. I guess when the moon cycles align or when the time is right. 
Um, so, I mean, it, it has nothing to do with my salvation and with me working out fear and trembling. So, like, you know, we, she's like, yes, I to totally plan on getting baptized. And my thing is, well, why wouldn't you do that right away? Uh, but, I mean, it doesn't seem like she's denying it. Like, no, I'm never getting baptized. She's just like, well, you know, when these circumstances are right or when family can attend or what, whatever her reason is. So I'm like, okay, well, I told you what I would do. I told you what I, I think, you know, sooner is better. But, I mean, it's your salvation. So if you get struck by lightning, but you have every intention of getting baptized, you just want your family or whatever to be there to see it, then, you know, I don't doubt that she'll, she'll be, you know, in heaven. But um, still, I mean, you know, Jesus says do it, so we should do it. I mean, I mean, it's not like she's like, I mean, I would say it's really problematic. She's like, no, I will never be baptized. I mean, that, that's kind of like the denying the Trinity type thing. I mean, you don't have to believe in the Trinity to be saved. But if you know enough about it and then you start denying it and like fighting against it, I'd say that's a big problem. So she's like, no, I am an anti-baptizing Christian. I'd be like, ooh, that's weird. She's just dragging her feet. Correct. <laughs> Hey, when, when it comes to, um, because Albania, he mentioned infants, right? Um, the verse says that everyone has sinned, something like that. Uh, infants are fully human. I don't think anyone responded to, to that argument from Albania. Would you, Nate, or anyone else say that uh, infants, for example, if a terror organization bombed a hospital and infants, they died right there, even infants in uh, the womb or outside the womb, who cares? Would anyone say that these humans, they have committed sin? Um. There's a couple different takes. I'd say they're born into sin, so they're automatically included in this all flesh. All means all. So if you're if you're born, if you have consciousness, if you're a human, well, that, you're a little that, cute little. Yeah. I, I'm well. I'm getting that. So so the Bible says mm -hmm. there's a couple ways. Okay. So that's that's the that's like the hard and fast of it. Is yes, I believe they qualify as all. They have sinned e even through no no fault of their own, just because they're born. So they're born into a fallen world. They're born into sin. Other people will disagree, but this is how I see it. Uh, but then the nuance, but then the, well, I, I'm trying. But then the nuance of okay. how that gets worked out, the Bible says if anyone is saved, it's only by Jesus Christ. So, you know, it, he's the only way to the Father. So, however, uh, someone gets to heaven, it is only through Jesus. So, if that means a little bitty infant who hasn't consciously, like, lied or cheated or stolen, um, if they get to heaven, it's still only through Jesus. And they say, well, well, how do you confess Jesus as Lord? How does this happen? That doesn't matter. That's beyond our pay grade. Like the Bible makes the claim that all must come to the Father through Jesus. So if that means a little baby dies, but Jesus like knows their entire life before they die, before they're even born, he knows their entire life, knows that they would, if left to grow up, they would grow up confessing Jesus as Lord and being a Christian, then maybe maybe that's what gets them into heaven. The, the only metric that needs to be met is they must go through Jesus to get to heaven. So if that means Jesus super ages them, like you can get really weird really quick, but it doesn't matter. So if an infant uh, is born into sin, which I believe, and they go to heaven, it's not just because they were sinless or innocent. It's because they went through Jesus who knows their full fate and, and how they would act. So that's that's what I think. Um, and it doesn't matter like how they get there uh, or it doesn't matter what what uh, road someone takes in their in their nuance. Like, well, if infants go to heaven, it's because of this or this or this. The end result is it must be through Jesus. Yeah, and I think I think you pretty much made the part of the Orthodox and Catholic position by saying that response, because the position is not necessarily that Saint Mary she she made sin, but rather that she's born into sin and she has inherited not sins per se that she has acted, but she has inherited the sinful flesh 
which longs for sin. This is her inheritance. So in this sense, she was born into sin and she needs Jesus, exactly like you said, to be saved. This is one of the reasons why she said uh, concerning Christ, her son, uh, that, that he is her savior. So it's not necessarily because she have committed sins herself, but exactly like you said, born into sin. So that's the Catholic and the Orthodox point. So with that in thought and that response that you gave, which aligns with ours, this verse does not necessarily mean that she have committed sin, as it speaks of people born into sin, born into the world of sin, due to being born from the seed of Adam. I mean, if you want to say it that, I, I, I don't even, I'm just going to throw up my hands and say, if, if you want to explain it that way, fine. Like, for, for my point, being biblically accurate, all have sinned, all have transgressed against God. If it was accidentally, if it was unintentional, if it was full on murder, like no matter how someone sinned, they sinned. So if you dial it back to the the most minuscule, microscopic, unintentional, oops, I didn't know, I certainly didn't mean it, I have a heart of gold, yet I sinned anyways. Um, like if you want to dial that back to like the lowest possible level of sin, sure, I don't care. Like all all I, I need I to be all I need to be biblically accurate is all have sinned. Yeah, we, we agree to that. All have sinned in that sense. But 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 I will use your definition, born into sin, which doesn't necessarily mean that person has sinned. Sure. All right, Steph. Say something. I'm tired. Chassis, is that your baby? I'm a cute little sinner. That is my little sinful baby. Yeah. <laughs> Look thing. how cute she is. Look at the size of those cheeks. How is her mouth so small? Yeah, right. she's also a certified five-point Calvinist. So, no, she'll make that choice when she gets older. See what I did there? No, no, no. She's predestined. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, this is neutral territory, Jesse. Uh, listen, it wasn't neutral territory as soon as Nate brought up the comparison with Calvinists, okay? I wasn't the first one that mentioned anything about Calvinism, let it be known. Oh, wait, what did I do? Oh, mm -hmm. when I said Catholics were using Calvinist argument? <laughs> Was that well, what if that's about? what you said, then yeah, that would do it. Nate has broken the seal for today, I guess. But that was harmless and cheeky. I'm just saying, I didn't bring it up. It wasn't me. Wait, is it, it the Calvinism we weren't, supposed to, we weren't supposed to bring up the word Calvinism? Is that no, right? no, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, listen, I didn't break the seal. It's not like bad or good or whatever. I'm just saying I didn't do it. Steph, is that the sin I've committed? You didn't want to talk about Calvinism? Yes. I don't want the Calvinism war raging in here. It's exhausting. I get along with the Calvinism, though. I just throw out compatibilism and everyone's happy. Ish. I think it's one of those things where if you say it a couple of times, though, Chris is going to show up. Like, you know, so, you know Calvin is Calvin is Calvin. So, poop. No, he's Chris. blocked. By he's one blocked. What do you mean he's blocked? I blocked him. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I had to, I had to do a, uh, yeah, I had to do a room with Chris uh, on, on our own yesterday because, uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. What can I say that doesn't sound bad? Um, well, because hey, Steph blocked him, we'll just say that. I can unblock him. I just, he has been so horrible. Well, no, I get it. So like he, people. No, I, I get it. He can't play nice with others. Um, except we I mean, get along. Chris so, yeah, we, we did a. 
Watch out. Yeah, he's, literally, he's literally my spirit animal. Yeah, I'm Chris at death. Like, yeah, we, we, we had to do our own little podcast yesterday. So, yeah, if anyone wants to check that out, like Chris and I, uh, Chris and I talked for about an hour and a half yesterday, like about uh, Catholicism. Chris always plays nice with me. What's going on? But, yeah, I thought I'd just have to like get all the people who can't get a, get along and, and like have individual conversations with them because I mean I get along with most people. I mean, there's a there's a few I just cannot. Um, well, like I've said before, you know, if there's you know, I mean, you you have to use this app as you see fit, and if there are people that you think are are not good for you, then yeah, you should totally not interact with people you don't think are good for you. I totally get it. It just it was more surprising than anything else. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I have like well, all of five people blocked, and it's not you know it it takes a lot. Okay. Oh no, yeah, no, no, again, not not judging at all, Steph. Like I I personally I just kind of like like my personal thing is, and again we have to use this app as we see fit. I don't block anybody. I just won't talk to people I don't want to talk to. Um, but but yeah, it's it's not that's just me, right? You know, different strokes for different folks. We haven't blocked anyone, like even like even like just pure trolls, like people that are just like just spamming, or or maybe you don't have that. <laughs> I have I have no I I don't have one single person blocked in this app. But I guess since you don't you you don't get a lot of people just like randomly spamming or like messaging you obscene stuff or. I never check my stuff. I never check the messages. <laughs> so that, well, I mean, it's like I I have a couple of things like I I try to streamline this and make it easy, so I never look at the side chat and I never look at messages. Oh yeah, that would probably help. <laughs> um, well, let me look at side chat and see what's going on. What must I do to get blocked by you? <laughs> uh, just yell and scream at her a lot. Hey G, happy New Year! Hope everything's going good. It is interesting, like looking back. So if I if I do give it some thought, there have been a couple of occasions where I've been in here where <clears throat> there have been some, let's see if I can be a little charitable, exceedingly um, unfriendly interactions between Chris and Steph. I, I have heard some of those where the, um, you know, accusations of lack of intelligence get tossed out. And yeah, so it's, yeah, if I guess if I sit and think about it for a second, maybe it makes sense. Yeah, and if you think what you've heard in this room is a little, uh, you know, annoying, you should see my back channel in Discord. <laughs> because that's where there's tons of like, you're a witch, you're a heretic. And, and then it's always the same thing. It'll be you're a witch, you're a heretic. And then I say, you're going to feel bad about that later. And he goes, no, I won't. And then he says the next day, and to his credit, he will always give me a very heartfelt apology. And he never asks for me to apologize. Like he never, he never says like, well, you were really short with me on the stage or you interrupted me. You know, he will just give me a very, very, very heartfelt, true, real apology where he says, I'm sorry, I got very upset and I shouldn't have. And then we're friends again. And then it happens again the next day. <laughs> so it's kind of like. So wait, why time, haven't you ever uh, apologized to him? I do. Woman? Oh, no, okay. I do. My point is that he never asks for it. I'm saying like to his credit, okay. Chris is very, very, very good at apologizing. Um, but, you know, he never he'll just apologize without expectation, which is actually, again, to his credit. But well, that's, that's the way you're supposed again. to do it. But yeah. 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 That's the way you're supposed to do it. That and, yeah, it, 
it, what, what is that, thing. Michael? That's like the that's like the cycle of abuse, right? Like the seven stages. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, right. I hit you. I only hit you because I love you. Come here, let me make it better. Quack quack. Make me a sandwich. Oh, I'm sorry. What is that called, Michael? It's like a seven cycles of abuse or something. Well, well, yeah. I mean, the yeah, it it is commonly known as the cycles of abuse, but I don't. But there aren't really. It's not like the twelve steps of of like substance abuse. It's not like that. There aren't like oh, there's here are the seven steps. Um, there's there's yeah, there's a lot. Um, but, but well, no, I it, will it's... say that I just real quick. I had counsel. There were there were three people on this app that I'm in a Discord group with that, and I don't share back channels, and I don't you know I never like screenshot things. But it was driving me so crazy that these three people I started saying, can I lean on you for this a little bit? Because I have no judgment. Like, I just keep saying it's okay every time. So I started sending them the back channels. And all three of them were like, you need to block him. Like, there was no, you know. And one of these people is actually friends with Chris, right, of the three. So I, I really leaned heavily wasn't me. on some. It was not you. No, none of them were you. <laughs> Only one hey, of them is in this room. <laughs> but yeah, up, no, that oh. was, yeah. What's up, Red? Are you speaking redacted? Yes, I just wanted to say Happy New Year. Um, and, Happy New Year. You know, just came on stage to say, glad to be here. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Steph, good to hear your voice again. You too. How was your, how were your holidays? It was nice. It was nice. I had a good time. I had a good time. Did you get to see any family or did you keep it low-key? Kept it low-key. Just worked and... Um, just stay quiet. That's nice. I'm jealous. Hey, Living, what's up? Oh, let's see. The cycles of abuse are stage one, tension building. Stage two, incident of violence. Stage three, reconciliation. Stage four, calm. I thought there were seven. The stage four word ends. Hey, Nate. Yo. Uh, so, sorry, I, sh I shared something for Michael um, for ancient evidence for Jesus from non-Christian sources. So, in the side um, chat that he never looks at, <laughs> Michael, you have a side <laughs> chat that you never look at. Yeah, if, if so F. F. Bruce and all this, uh, we have sources for Josephus being, you know, being a scholar and so on. So they're not Christians, and yeah, so you you might have to look that one. There's tons of evidences. It's just uh, how much you insert them. Yeah, unfortunately, Josephus wasn't wasn't a contemporary. Um, so at at best. Um, it, it, it's it's very interesting, and and Josephus gets tossed at a lot, and it's one that can just be written off so easily. Um, so um, again, he wasn't a contemporary. Um, so, um, that one I'm not sure of, but but since Tacitus was, was sorry, since Josephus was brought up, and this is one, it's it's funny because it's also uh, whether interestingly, Josephus is one of the first ones that Jehovah's Witnesses will bring up as well. <clears throat> but anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so, so we got Babylonian Talmud as well. Yeah. To the best of our to the best of our knowledge, yeah. To the best of our knowledge, Josephus was born around thirty CE. Um, now, we'll, we'll we'll leave out the the problematic issue that nobody nobody knows when Jesus was born or when he died, but we'll put that aside for a second. Um, but according to like the best estimates, they're somewhere between six and four uh, BCE, and died somewhere between thirty and thirty-three CE. So, at best, um, Josephus would have been a toddler, 
So he didn't know about anything. It was just oral tradition that he was told that was passed on. And at worst, he wasn't even born. So we can we can totally and and in fairness, not a historian. I'll have to look up Polycarp and the Talmud and things like that that were that were also mentioned. Because in fairness, I haven't, I haven't will done you? that research. But yes, I will. And and in fact, I'll go to I'll go to someone like Josh Bowen and I'll ask him, um, or or others. Anyway, um, but yeah, like Josephus, we can just write off. It's just it's it's not even something that we that you need, we need to think about because it's just it's just oh hey, um, wait this a minute, is what, this is what happened when you were a baby, <laughs> so write it down. And he didn't. Um, and he didn't write. He didn't write book four of the. Well, there were people. The, people alive. He was Hold examined on. people. He was a so historian. If if you yeah, Josephus was an historian whose records we have a lot of, right? You him not being him not walking with Christ doesn't make him a disreputable resource. Like we well, rely sure when we study his. Yeah, no, it does. Okay, again. So in the grand scheme of how we study history. Right. If you're going to write off Josephus, you would have to write off most of what you think happened in history, uh, probably all of it, because as so reliable problem, as anything can be, Josephus is. No, and and, and literally here's, here's, his mom, his oh, dad, his oh, cousins, on, everybody would lie to him. Or I want to ask no, it's 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 not a, Michael, it's not about that. They, they didn't necessarily. It's not that they would have lied to him. But just because they told him something doesn't mean that thing actually happened. So it's not necessarily a lie, but it doesn't mean it actually happened. But the thing that, but the thing that Josephus is most uh, quoted Michael, can I ask you a question? is in as soon as I just as soon as I finish. So in book four, I think it's book four of Antiquities. He's, he says about this time there was a man named Jesus. If it be fair to call him a man because he was a doer of marvelous things, he could not have known that he was just told that. Yes. So what he has been relying on is primary source understanding and cultural impact, right? So when we look at history, like, Michael, what you're doing to Josephus is the same as me uh, asking Bubby, like, <laughs> Bubby, did 9-11 happen? And then Bubby's like, yeah, 9-11 happened. I read about it. I heard people. Bubby wasn't there for 9-11. I don't think. I think he's too young. Or was he? Yeah, he might have. <laughs> no, I think he wasn't even born. Uh, uh, but you know, Bobby Stoffer. I think he was born in 2003. The hold on, hold on, Joseph, hold on, hold on, real quick, and then it's Ephraim. Ephraim's going to talk after this. Uh, but saying that like Bubby can't give a history of 9/11 is exactly what you're doing to Josephus. Now I know Josephus doesn't have news reels that he can watch, right? Like Bubby can see proof. But unlike Josephus, Bubby could also be seeing doctored videos, right? What he's really relying on is he's hearing, he's seeing the cultural impact of 9-11 and he's relying on the people who are older than him who told him that it happened. So then a thousand years from now, if Bubby wrote down 9-11 happened and he's our only source for this, it doesn't make him an unreliable source. In fact, he's closer than the vast majority of historians would, do you see what I'm saying? Like when we when we look at reliable criteria for history, Josephus is 100% reliable. Now, if you want to deny the supernatural claims, that's okay. I think that's fair. Um, Ephraim, what were you going to ask, Michael? I wanted to ask Michael a question. Um, so you, you keep on talking about like evidence and stuff like that, and I I, I want to ask you this: What's I mean, the, you know, the Bible basically is trying to convey some ideas. So let me ask you a question. What's more important? All right. Um, whether Harry Potter existed or the ideas that the author is trying to get across. 
So that's interesting. Um, barking up the wrong tree a little bit because oh, I hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I I'm, think I'm just a waste of ink and paper. Okay, okay, hold on. Uh, what I'm saying just is just like I think about the bar. Okay, hold on. I'm asking you, what's Ouch. more important, the existence or the ideas that's trying to be get, a, get got across? That's what I'm oh, asking no. you. Right. Do you understand I, what I, I'm asking you? I understand what it is that I'm asking you. However, um, I I don't I don't view the Bible as this as this great and wonderful message. Okay, I think that the, because because if you're supposed to read the Bible in its totality, right, take the entirety of the message, like if if all you want to do is look at some of the the good, like I, and I can say good things that Jesus said, then you can say, oh yeah, here's some good things that some guy said, and and I don't I, I don't look at Jesus as a as a mythical figure. I don't I don't question the historicity of a of a dude named Jesus walking around in first century Palestine, um, but Palestine. but the problem. Is, yeah, exactly. Well, that that was what the area was known as. Um, so, so, but it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like that doesn't matter because what I actually care about, and maybe the question that's more, um, more more prominent, or what the question that should be that's more prominent, is whether or not it's actually true. All right, because like I, I would make the point that um, the book um, and a lot of this stuff being told is a metaphor. Um, much like a lot of books that we read in our everyday life that might even be secular, like it, it, it's really trying to get across an idea. But you seem to have a certain bias towards the Bible when you said you think it's just a waste of ink and paper. So it kind of doesn't even make any sense for you to really even be in this conversation because as far as you're concerned, it's a waste of ink and paper. So why are you here? having a discussion about something that you inherently believe is just a waste of ink and paper. Furthermore, also, um, if people who are reading the ideas from this ink and paper choose to live their life in accordance with these, the writings on this ink and paper, um, what's wrong with that? So wow, you said a lot there. So, uh, but I'll go, kind of go in. And, and then, as soon as he's done, I want to give uh, Joseph a chance to talk. Yeah, go absolutely. Ahead, yeah, I'll, I'll try not to be too long. Um, so, why am I here? I th I had to I have to look it up. I think that's the twentieth or twenty fifth time I've been asked that question in this very room. So, the reason I come here is because um, one, I enjoy the company of people like Nate, Steph, and others. Um, I I value their input on on things. We don't agree on things, but we can have good civil discourse. One of the reasons I also come here is because I fully accept, I fully accept the, the, the possibility that I could be wrong. I used to be a Christian. I am no longer, but I used to be. So um, Steph could probably <clears throat> scroll through her memory banks and think of a couple of times where I actually uh, said the gospel to a few people in this room. Um, and I've had, and there have been many times where there have been instances where someone has you know piped up with something and I've said oh you know that's not biblical and then I've quoted a bible verse that would that would refute what it was was just said so there are lots of reasons why I commit this I also just enjoy being here and I like spending time with people that I disagree with because I don't like being locked in an echo chamber I'm not I'm not going to learn anything if all I ever do is surround myself with people who believe exactly the same thing I do so that's why I come here uh, the last thing I'll try really to wrap up. Hang on, hang on. I guess yeah, I know you said a lot. Yeah, but the other thing is that you said, what's wrong with it? Well, the problem is, 
and, and I'll just relay another anecdote that Christopher Hitchens once said. <clears throat> he said, these people have their beliefs, and you think that it would make them happy. But it doesn't make them happy. They can't be happy till you believe it too. So, and what, I, and what that basically means is, I speak out against the things that I disagree with. If, if people of faith could live their lives as people of faith without wanting to impact the lives of others who don't share those beliefs, I would have a lot less to say. Um, Hopefully well, that Thank you, Michael. Question. We like you being here too, and we can continue this. I just wanted to give Joseph a chance to speak. Can, can I just uh, uh, well, uh, well, hang on. Albania, I wanted to tell you, Michael, I know you don't read side chat, but the stuff you were saying about the um, whatever you were saying, um, not Josephus, but the other people, if you, if you had any resources that you wanted to throw in side chat, um, that Michael has not looked through, but said he would, maybe you could keep an eye out on that, but I, I want to give mm -hmm. Joseph a chance to speak because he's been waiting a while. What's up, Joseph? Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for giving me the chance. Uh, I hear somebody was saying that, uh, no one knows when Jesus Christ was born. All right, people celebrate Christmas uh, in the name that this is when Jesus Christ was born. That's wrong. Christmas, number one, is not even mentioned in the Bible. 25th December is not mentioned in the Bible. But people came up with this date and celebrate. Now, the birthday of Jesus Christ is actually in the Bible. But is that people don't understand. In Luke 2, verse 41 and 42, it says, now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, verse 42. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. When Christ was 12 years old, they went and celebrate the Passover. So the question is, when is the Passover? If you know the Passover, you know his birthday. He was 12 years old during the Passover. Now, Deuteronomy 16, verse 1. Let's get the Passover. Deuteronomy chapter 16 and verse 1, it says, Observe the month of Habib and keep the Passover unto the Lord thy God. For in the month of Habib, the Lord thy God brought you forth out of Egypt by night. Now, question, what is Habib? When you Google the word Habib, it tells you the month that crops start to grow. Planting season, which is not December. We are still in winter. So when Planting season, which is uh, uh, um, summer, around uh, May, between May and April. That is a month of Habib. Now, listen to what, uh, and you people celebrate 1st January as New Year. Exodus chapter 12, verse 2. He said, this month shall be unto you the beginning of month. It shall be the first month of the year. Which month? The month of Habib. Planting season. It shall be the beginning of month. That is new here. So everything we are doing today is not according to God's laws. It's according to what some some dudes they, they set this up. You see? So the whole earth is in chaos. The whole earth needs to be reset. If you can see what is going around the earth today, all this float and earthquake wars. And and Matthew 24 says about these things. When you see all this thing beginning to happen, no, we are at the end of time. You see? Everything that we are doing today is not according to Bible. One thing about the Bible is this. When you read the Bible, you begin to see that everything that we we were told or we study in school or in church system is completely different of what the Bible says. For instance, I see the title of this house, uh, Just Ask a Christian Discord. Like some people today, they address themselves Christians. Those going to church, they call themselves Christian. But when you read the Bible, God has a people. 
The people that were slaves in Egypt, God sent Moses, go to Egypt, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. God has a people. God destroyed the Egyptians. The Egyptians, God never showed mercy to them. God diminished them. Today, the Egyptians, they will say they are God people. Some of them say, we, Jesus died for us. But wait, in the days of Moses, did God show mercy to them? No. But who are the Egyptians today? The people living in Egypt, they are not the Egyptians. Exodus, I'll read two more scriptures and then I'll end. Exodus, Exodus chapter 14, uh, verse 13. He said, And Moses, and Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which we show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. So, if the people living in Egypt today, they are still the Egyptians, that means Moses was a false prophet. Because it says the Egyptian that you see today, he shall see them no more again forever. So who is in Egypt today? Arabs. They conquered the true Egyptian, kicked them out of that land, and then occupied the land. So Arabs are in Egypt today. The real Egyptians, they are not in Egypt. So where are the real Egyptians? Again, we have to go to prophecy. Ezekiel 29, verse 14 and 15. And this is the last thing, right? Again. What do you say? This is the last thing you said you were going to read, right? Yes. Let's your plane, sir. I said two more scriptures. This is the last. Ezekiel 29, 14, and 15. And I will bring again the captivity of Egypt and will cause them to return into the land of Patron, into the land of their habitation. And they shall be there a base kingdom. Verse 15. It shall be the basis of all. It shall be the basis of the kingdoms. Neither shall it exalt itself any more above the nation, for I will diminish them, that they shall no more rule over the nation. So, we know who the Egyptians are. We know they are the Fulanese. These people, they drink our blood. They take our dogs to make houses. These are the Fulanese. They are in between the borders of Kenya and the Ethiopians. God diminished them. They are not even a nation today. All right? So, those living in Egypt today, they are Arabs. And the Israelites, who are they today? Do you know? We know who the Israelites are. The God chosen people. Five, they are not the people four, in Israel. Three, two, oh, okay, it's over. Yeah, uh, Steph, you, you got this. I just wanted to make two quick points. <laughs> um, one, never let it be said we don't give people a chance to talk. And two, um, so listening to what you said, um, Jesus was 12 at that time, but we still don't know the month he was born. Um, go ahead, Steph. You got this. That was the only thing I understood as well, was saying that Jesus's birthday was on the Passover was a little like, then the whole thing was built on that. So I tuned out after all, of, after he said that, he lost well, me. By, well, by what he said, it would give us the year, but not the month. So still yeah, known. we knew he was 12. What if he was 12 and six months? What if he was 12 and eight months? What if he was 12 and 11 and a half months? Like, but then the whole thing was constructed on that. So I was going to correct that. Yeah. I'm ahead. sorry. I stole your thunder. I'm sorry. Nope, that's all I got. You did well. No, what can I, I was trying to say. Can I, what one, I second, to one second, one second. Let me answer you, please, please. J just a bit. You said too much. Uh, there's a lot. We don't know what to answer first. You started with uh, Chris, Christmas, which the angels send uh, send the shepherds to Jesus where he was born. Uh, you know, and uh, today the uh, Savior has been born for you, and and the tradition was saved and written in the Bible when when was uh, when Jesus was born. So, and then you connected that with Passover. Uh, Passover has to do with his uh, uh, resurrection, 
uh, and I don't know how you connected that over there, but uh, that was a bit too much. I was just going to go, sorry, Nate, I was going to go to say to Michael, uh, anyone who believes to feel good in Christianity, I, I don't think he's a believer. We don't believe in Christianity where we're good or to feel good. You believe in Christianity when you, when, when you come to realize that I'm a sinner and you need Christ to save you. Not like to feel good. If you want to feel good, you go every night to the nightclubs and you know pubs and other and forget about Jesus to feel good. But no, uh, to follow Jesus is to 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 lose yourself. You know, even in death. Let Let me ask the brother something about Christianity. Where is the word Christianity mentioned in the Bible? In Acts. In Acts, they were first called Christians at Antioch. They were called yes, Christ but followers. I'm asking. I'm asking of the word Christianity. I know the word Christian is mentioned in the Bible. I'm talking about christianity it is not even mentioned in the entire bible this is something yeah, no, that, 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 just told you no, that's the, the case that that does not matter at all like christianity versus christian christianity is made up of christians like that that's like that's like the trinity being in the bible if you if the word trinity that's what i'm you, asking it, christ yeah, follower bro christ yeah, hang on why is everyone now speaking at the same time Go ahead, Jesse. Because, because, dude, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. Okay, don't you understand? Trinity is not in the Bible. You should not be a Trinitarian. Yeah, if the word Trinity gives you night terrors, don't use the word Trinity. Use, use like triune being or the triune nature or just take two hours every time someone asks about it and just start in Genesis, the first page, how you see there was the Father talking to someone who is clearly Jesus, the Son, while the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is hovering on the face of the waters. Like, you have three distinct uh, persons being represented in page one of the Bible. And just keep reading from there. So, the person who said, hey, we can clearly see from scriptures that God is triune in nature. And my, I, I'm the one who points that out, um, you know, in, in a certain type of way. And my name is Terillion, or whatever. And uh, now, everyone else that reads the scriptures... And start seeing the triune nature of God, that three distinct persons, yet one God, one entity. Um, let's just call that Trinity. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, so if I say Trinity, then that's a quick way of saying I believe the entire Bible about the, the nature, uh, the, tri the triune being of God. And they're like, yes. So that, that's why the word. Like, you could call it Apple. If, if Apple means the triune nature of God that we see in page one of Genesis, then sure. Uh, I believe in Apple, but it just so happens Trinity is the word used. Uh, does that make sense, Joseph? Of course it does. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me ask you something. See, in Revelation twenty-two verse eighteen, for I testify unto you, for I testify to you, every man that hear the word of this prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from this word of this book. Of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. Now, we are not supposed to add or subtract. If something is not in the Bible, it is not. We cannot create, we cannot... That's talking about revelation from the prophecy of revelation. Just one second. Yeah, no one's wait. adding to this. Wait, wait, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Joseph, Joseph, wait. You're, you're wrong. I just want to stop you before we waste another 20 minutes. Like, it's talking about, well, first of all, like he said, revelation. But specifically, it's talking about scriptures. Like, if you're trying to add scripture to revelation or even if you expound it to what you're trying to say if you expound like add to scripture or take away scripture 
that's the realm of what we're talking about. Not saying different terminology. Go ahead. Okay. What, what you are trying to do is you want people to believe in something that is not in the Bible. That's what you are doing. You want people to believe in Christianity, which is absolutely has nothing to do with the Bible. It is not mentioned in the Bible. The disciples never talk about Christianity. Jesus Christ never talked about Christianity, even in the days of Jesus Christ. Okay, so like let me just say this. But, if you don't, it, okay, if Trinity and now Christianity, and just take whatever word gives you problems, and this is what I feel you need to believe. Believe there is one God, and there is Jesus, who is God, who came from heaven to earth, lived on perfect life, died, was murdered for our sins, and rose from the dead, resurrected. If you believe that, ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin, make you born again, and give you eternal life. You will be saved. You will live in heaven for eternity. The Holy Spirit of God himself will live with you and lead you into truth and understanding. That's what you need to believe, and I did that without saying Trinity or Christianity, so that's what you need to believe. If you adhere to that and you believe that and you confess Jesus as Lord— Congratulations, you will have eternity with your creator. If you reject that and deny that, you will spend eternity in the lake of fire. And I hope that's not you. So that's what I believe you need to believe. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I just want to make the point that Christianity is not mentioned in the Bible. No, oh, just hey, Joseph, I have a question for you. Hold on, I have a that question now. No, you're, you're making this silly claim. But, and so before you keep making it, where's the word Bible in the Bible? In Joshua 1 verse 8, the Bible is called the book of the law. No, no, no. The Where's the, the word law. Bible? See, the word, the actual, the, you know, the actual word. It is called the book of the law. It's oh, the, the law book, book of the law. Okay. Is the word Bible, is the word Bible in the Bible? Okay. You are saying no. is the word Bible, Does the, the Bible? Joseph, play now, along. We're playing uh, along on. with you. No, what? the word Bible is not in the Bible. Does the, the Bible point, exist? Hold on. The point I'm making is there is well, no but Christianity in the Bible. That's the point I'm making. You the failed. Way. You failed at that point. And even if your point was was true, then it still doesn't stand by the example I just gave you. Well, the Bible is called the book of the law, but the world No, no, it's not the book of the law. No, it's not. The book of the, the book of the law is the book of the law. The Bible the Bible is not the Joshua law. The Bible means books. Okay, jo Joseph, you're getting okay. Okay, well, all right, Joseph, you're, okay, you're getting I, a little, you're getting a little too restless and a little too preachy. Um, your point's been addressed. If you have, you, you still are harping on Christianity and the Trinity. I've just told you everything you need to know uh, for eternal life. So I don't know why you would go back to addressing Christianity and stuff like that again. It's just been addressed. If you don't like the word Christian or Christianity. Fine, don't use it. Call yourself a Jesus follower. Call yourself a disciple of Christ. But you're doing none of that. Uh, so so I there's no reason to keep addressing Christianity. Um, so, yeah. Hesse. Okay. Hesse, Hesse. Hesse. <laughs> so, here's a little trivia for you. Okay? you Tell me, I'm going to read a quote for you. It's a two-paragraph quote, okay? But both paragraphs are integral to the quote. You guess, you tell me who said this, okay? And tell me exactly what he's saying, okay? At this, the heretics raise a hue and cry. Others also, who are not by any means bad men, grumble that the terms essence and hypostasis were devised by men and are nowhere found in Scripture. Since, however, they cannot deny the fact that there are three in one Godhead, 
Are they not being obstinate when they disparage words which convey precisely what Scripture attests? They claim that it would be more useful to confine not only our mind, but also our lips to the limits of Scripture, instead of coming up with foreign words which sow the seeds of quarrels and dissension. For that is how we exhaust ourselves in verbal brawling, how through our bickering we lose truth and destroy love. Nevertheless, if by foreign words they mean all that cannot be found, syllable by syllable in Scripture, they lay a harsh condition on us. Since in the process they forbid us all preaching where every word is not derived from Scripture. If they regard as foreign the words, uh, excuse me, if they regard as foreign words those which have been laboriously invented and superstitiously defended, giving rise to strife instead of edification, employed needlessly and to no good effect, and proving in some way harmful to believers, or taking away from the simplicity of Scripture, I fully endorse their caution. My feeling is that in speaking about God, we should show the same reverence as we do when we ponder his majesty. For whatever we ourselves think about him is, more, is, is mere folly, and anything which we might say about him is beside the point. Even so, some compromise is needed here. True, we must regard scripture as the norm which governs how we think and speak. To it, all the thoughts of our mind and the words of our mouth should be referred. But who will prevent us from explaining in clear words the things dimly revealed in Scripture, provided that we say, we say reliably expresses the truth of Scripture, and not too freely or inappropriately done? Daily we meet examples of this kind. And what shall we say when it is shown that the church is obliged to use the terms trinity and persons? If someone criticizes these terms because of their novelty, should we not conclude that he cannot bear the light of truth? There is nothing there that he can ensure unless it is the clear light they throw on Scripture. That was only two so, paragraphs, and I have no idea who said that. Who said that? John Calvin. What do you do with that, Steph? Uh, first, okay, Steph. Um, Michael, here's your chance. So, Steph, if you take all the crazy, lunatic rantings and preaching that we've endured over the years, and you put all that in a bottle— and file that under our reward in heaven will surely be great for dealing with this. Um, and then you have Michael, who has no such reward. Michael has just endured much of the same stuff we had for no benefit. Michael, wouldn't you like your word in heaven to be great? I was playing video games when he started ranting. I'm yeah, me too. It did, me too. It didn't uh, help. No, no. It's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It, it's, it's another, I chalk it up to, honestly, and this is just, you know, I'm always, I, I do my best to always be honest. <clears throat> I, I chalk that up to, to just uh, another, you know, experience, right? I, I've, I've had a myriad of experiences in, in this space. Um, you know, some better than others. But I don't, I mean, I mean, I think it's probably fair to say that Joseph is as firm in his faith convictions as anyone else. And... And so it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I, I just don't think you know conspicuous by its absence was Jesus' birthday, but um, that's just me poking someone that isn't here now. So that's not fair. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, it doesn't. Doesn't bother me. But it, it is the four-legged word. I mean, it bothers me in the sense of like physiologically, like it just grates on my ears, and it's just like, man, I, I don't know. Like my, my conviction goes as far as like telling people what I think they honestly need to believe and being accurate. And all like 
I, I, I don't want this, but I would prefer it if they're just, I, I mean, I'd prefer them to be like, oh, you're right. Okay, praise Jesus. Uh, but, I mean, the worst case, case scenario, instead of like getting into arguments back and forth, like, you know, discussion is fine. But look, ultimately, just, just be like, look, I think you're wrong. I think you're lying or deceived, and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm like, great. You've heard what I think you need to believe. So do what you want. Instead of like this constantly like going back and forth and getting more like irate and riled up and especially about just like nonsensical points. It's like, look, be like Michael. Just say you're not convinced. You don't believe it. Don't try to like finagle wording and be like, Christianity is not in the Bible. Therefore, it's all false. Like just make some sort of logical sense like or just be like, I'm not convinced, bro. And, and fine. Let's just go our own way. But to try to like take these like baptize, I'm using you as an adjective. To take like baptized leaps of logic um, that just doesn't make sense. It's just, yeah, but it's just hard, yeah. it's hard it to hard. endure. No, and so. it's, but what's interesting, what I would say is, sorry, and I'll just say it just quickly, is the, <sighs> I, I like don't. Baptize don't, that was, uh, sorry, baptize that was a fair, I'll, I'll bring you up here if you want to, if you want to respond. Okay, don't ahead, feel Michael. too, yeah, I would say don't feel too bad, right? Because, and, and I've said this before, and say it again. The, there are those like with like within the atheist community, right? Who I've had multiple, you know, many di disagreements with as well. So it's not like it's like oh, you know, all these you know believers, you know, they all all they ever do is argue blah blah blah. Because people people within my community, we, we do the same thing, right? Like I've said before, we'll argue sometimes over the me over the definition of the word, you know, atheist, which is uh, like words are polysemous. We can have multiple definitions. Why are we arguing over this? It's dumb. And, and I, I think I view that in the same light, you know, as something like you would, like, you know, why are we arguing over this? It's dumb. And so I think in, in some ways we, we, we look at where we come at it from different perspectives, but ending up at the same destination. Like, let's not argue over this stuff so much. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about uh, about the whole things. And, you know, because, yeah, everybody's everybody's guilty of it. Yeah, I was going to ask, did that did that quote like. Anybody see the relevance of the quote to the issue we're talking about right now? Like, I, I am but a simple creature, honestly. That that went over my head. I, I was having oh, trouble okay. following it. Well, the quote's but, just talking about the triviality of words, right? Like, it was on. It was in the. It was on the discussion of the Trinity between the terms persons and hypostasis. But the point is, is just that John Calvin. He's just arguing. Listen, it doesn't really matter what terms that we utilize. So long as the principles, the truths themselves are contained in Scripture, script, we're not going to lay the obligation of precise modern wordage on Scripture where that wasn't the intent of the authors, right? So that's just the relevance of the discussion we're having now. Yes, that makes sense to me. Yeah, Nate, can I ask you what does the Bible mean? Uh, well, uh, it means book, but uh, I wanted to give Baptize a chance. Like, no, since I, uh, no, 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 you're wrong. Oh, well, hey, hang wrong. on, Baptize. Hey, uh, we'll come right back to you and you tell me why I'm wrong. But Bible means book. Uh, Baptize, what's up? Uh, thank you, Nate. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, Happy New Year. Hope you've had a good start to the new year. Um, the thing about John Calvin is um, he's no better than us. So why do people mention a man that uh, was born, uh, what, uh, 1,500 years after Jesus? What what makes him so special? Oh, my gosh, it was just a quote. It was just a quote. Know, but why oh. quote 
John Calvin and not something out of the scriptures. Okay, well, hang on. Before we get to that, uh, hang on, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Before before we get to that, baptized, I just wanted to give you a chance to talk because I I picked on you a little bit. Um, But if you want to use your time to talk about Calvin, I'll let Jesse deal with that. But uh, before we do that, Albanian. Uh, Yeah, Bible means the books. So, I mean, how is that wrong? Bible means means Biblia. Biblia means biblioteca, like library. Uh, library, no. Like, oh, no, no, okay, okay, no, no, no. It comes Wait, from okay. Latin, Biblia. Right, Biblia no, means, um, the Bibli- Biblia means books. Yes, like if we just it's like a yeah, collection books. of documents that go together and form one document, yes. Amen. Well, yeah, you did say books in the, in the beginning, itself. and then you change it to books afterwards. So you did change the definition of what the Bible means. Well, yeah, yeah, I, okay, books. so I said, oh, yeah, so I said books. So if your problem is with an S, plural, then, then sure, I, yeah, I eternally apologize. I, I think that but was sounds, the difference, but, really. Well, 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 it sounds like he was saying no, Bible means Biblia. I mean, it, it, okay, sure, it means Biblia. But if we if we just want to skip straight to English, it means I said book. You can correct me to books, or you could further correct me to say the books. So if it was the plurality, then I eternally apologize. But yes, technically Albanian, yes, Bible means Biblia. Biblia means the books. So are, are we in the same no, page? I, I was just, I, I, that wasn't even for you. That was for the guy before Joseph, but he left to, to, to clarify him because he didn't, probably he didn't know even what Bible means. And then as we, as we know, the Bible is a compilation of the books all together in one. And then that's how we know that God had the Trinity because we find that in the Bible as well. So yeah, I, but Joseph left sadly. Oh, he's been gone for a while, I think. But, yeah, and he kept saying Bible means book of law. No, it doesn't. The book of law means the book of law. Like the, the Bible. I mean, I mean, you can. Yeah, he you can was quoting say, it as a single. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, in order to say Bible, like he would have to say to make it mean the book of law, like like Deuteronomy, like the Deuteronomical law. Like he he would have to say, well, Bible. You have to jump a few thousand years ahead to get Bible, then translate it to Latin, then turn it back to the law the Israelites were following. So it's just no, bro. No, just repent and believe. Um, what is it I said about quibbling over definitions? Yes. <laughs> what is it that I quoted about quibbling over definitions? All right, oh, no, uh, no, Steph. No, no, not I will quote, have Jesse. to. Yeah, I thought your I thought your quote was fine, Jesse. It was just the whole you know Bible book, Bible books. Like, who cares? Yeah, Steph, do you have time for this? Because I'm going to have to leave very shortly. Are you going to stick uh, around? I would, but I'm driving, so I'm going to lose service and can't mod and all that. All right, uh, baptize and Jesse, you got like two or three minutes to have your Calvin work. Bro, I don't want to address said like a ridiculous comment like that about Calvin. It was a quote just because I've read Calvin, so I knew where the quote was. It's all that it was. Why don't we go to the Bible about a discussion over the triviality of of words pertaining to like their underlying concepts? Because the Bible doesn't talk about that. That's why. Um, I just want to make a point that uh, uh, Jesse's baby is uh, speaking in tongue, just to let you people know that speaking in tongue is nothing more than the sound made weeping. Amen. Only, only, uh, only he or she understands. Uh, just to use that as evidence. Well, may jackals eat your flesh from your bones, baptized. Happy New Year. Um, you know, in a good way, in, in a fun, fun way. Um, <laughs> all right, everyone. Happy New Year. Thanks. Have an awesome weekend. I guess we will see you all next, next week.
Um, everyone can also pray for the rapture so we don't have to have another one of these meetings. So Jesus, come back over the weekend. All right, take care, everyone. See ya. <laughs>